Phil Collins, that's, uh, I always love that song. I love it as my opening. It's uh, Something Happened on the Way to Heaven. Something happened on the way to work today. I knew something was going to break big. I just had that feeling. I had a show in the hopper last night all about the governor's uh, troubles and the possibility of him either resigning or being impeached. And he turns around today and announces his resignation. He went on for about 10 or 15 minutes. And, you know, I was led to believe, and if you were watching it, you would think, well, this guy's going to stand and fight, fight these allegations. He said he needs, uh, New Yorkers need someone fighting for them. That's why it's important that they have somebody like him fighting for them. And then like two minutes later, he says he's going to step aside and let government uh, resume its normal function, if that's possible in Albany. So Governor Cuomo uh, did the unexpected today. He resigned under a cloud of scandal. And people are focusing, the media focusing on the sexual harassment allegations, as, you know, the media is wont to do, because it grabs headlines. Anything to do with sex is is going to grab the headlines. But I think really the, the, the governor's not off the hook by any stretch of the imagination. This is not the end, but somebody was saying it's, I think it was Leo Terrell on Fox. He is a uh, criminal attorney. He said that it's only the beginning, possibly. Some of the governor's infractions could result in criminal charges. Some could result in jail time if he's convicted. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. But the Democrats and the inside word I've got, I've worked at the assembly now going on 18 years. I heard a couple of people today saying that there are a lot of Democrats, a couple of local Democrats who've always had it in for the governor. They do not like him. He doesn't like them. And it was just his time. And again, I said this yesterday, but the show never aired. But the Democrats really have been driving this, this whole investigation. Uh, Letitia James, the state AG, she is a Democrat, and some are saying that she has her eyes on the governor's mansion. That could be a, uh, that could be true. I mean, even the governor said he said today in his own defense, he said all this uh, these investigations are politically driven. He didn't name Letitia James by name, didn't call her out by name, but I'm sure he was referring to her. And you know, it's it's not really a secret she has her eyes on the governor's office, and if not one year, probably in 2026. I can't see her running in 22 because it would look too obvious that this whole investigation was done for political purposes. But the governor said uh, he didn't deny any of this happened, but he showed a lack of sympathy, a lack of remorse initially. But he said today that he, he never denied any of the, the events happened, just that he had a different recollection of them. He remembers it differently. He tried to uh, tie his deviant behavior to his cultural heritage. In fact, he's Italian. And I, you know, the, the whole speech he gave kind of somebody said a Nixonian speech, farewell speech, and, and you know, to the effect that we're not going to have Cuomo to kick around anymore. Well, not after two weeks. He steps down. His resignation takes effect in 14 days. And uh, Kathy Hochul will become the new governor. She is the lieutenant governor, current lieutenant governor. She's from Erie County. So our governor will be from somewhere other than New York City. Or, you know, Governor Cuomo is from Westchester, he's from Queens initially. And I think that's a good thing. I think I don't know much about Hochul's politics, and there's a reason for that. The governor has kind of kept her under wraps because he's a micromanager. He's a dictator. He likes to call all the shots, and that's why we don't know much about Kathy Hochul. She could be worse. She could be better. I, I, I don't know how she could be any more thuggish than Cuomo. I don't know her politics. I suspect she's probably on board with most of the Democratic agenda, which is not good for New York. But the fact she's from Western New York, she may get some support from uh, liberal or moderate Republicans. She won't get any support from downstate. I, 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 I can't see it happening.
Some of these Marxists from, from New York City, the Charles Barons, and the uh, he's, his name comes to mind, but there's so many of these people, the AOC wing of the Democrat Party, which is really in control of the party here in New York State. And that's why they hated Cuomo. They, and I think hate is not too strong a word, politically speaking. I mean, politics is a blood sport, and the governor plays it <laughs> harder than most anybody in the business, as uh, Mark Molinaro found out during the last gubernatorial debate. He was a Republican candidate, and he just got, uh, the governor just ran roughshod over Molinaro. Cuomo is a thug. He has been called a narcissist. I, you know, he's been called a psychopath or sociopath. And I'm not a doctor, so I, I'm not qualified to say whether or not he's a sociopath, but he exhibits a lot of the tendencies. He, is, uh, he lacks sympathy. He uses deception. Uh, he tries to use his charisma. Some people think he's, he's charismatic. I don't really see it. But they, I guess, are all symptoms of uh, sociopathic disorder, which, again, I'm not qualified to say. But he is uh, somebody certainly who has a, a great deal of confidence in his own abilities, and he should. I mean, he's the governor for another 13 days or 14 days. But uh, there are so many aspects to this, this investigation. Uh, there are like 179 individuals uh, interviewed for this in investigation, 74,000 pieces of evidence that found that the governor engaged in inappropriate groping, kissing, hugging, and inappropriate comments. Now, I don't know what appropriate groping would be, but those are the, uh, the allegations. And some of these, as I mentioned at the top of the program, some of the infractions uh, it could, be, it could be facing criminal charges. So it's not over. And he could be impeached. There is an appetite in the assembly for impeachment. They want to make sure, the Democrats want to make sure that Andrew Cuomo never seeks office again. It kind of sounds like Trump. He has a similar story. I mean, Trump was out of office. He got impeached a second time. And the same thing's going to happen here, I think, with Cuomo. I think the Democrats are going ahead with introducing articles of impeachment. Now, yesterday, there was a meeting of the Judiciary Committee of the Assembly, and the chairman, uh, Charles Levine, said that the uh, committee would meet two more times this month on the 16th and 23rd, and then go through hearings. That was before Cuomo resigned. Will they continue with the impeachment process? It, it's possible. It is possible. I think a lot of attention, again, most of it is focused on the sexual uh, infractions. I won't call them crimes because it hasn't been proven in a court of law that he is a sexual criminal. But these 11 women claim that he groped them and engaged in other inappropriate behavior. But he's done so many other things, I think, that merit more attention like covering up the, the COVID deaths in the state's nursing homes. I mean, he allegedly used state resources to write a book, used people who work for the state, maybe in his own office, to write a book touting his handling of the pandemic, despite the fact that he ordered the state's nursing homes admit COVID-positive patients. Where's the wisdom in that? There's no wisdom at all. The most vulnerable people of this pandemic are the are the elderly and those with immune uh, their immune systems compromised that's what really should sink him i mean he's sunk already and there could be further investigations pertaining not just to the sex scandal and the nursing home debacle but also for cuomo favoring family and friends for covid tests and also for possibly covering up safety concerns about some materials used in the construction of the governor mario m cuomo bridge some faulty, uh, and I guess some bolts 
that were substandard, all this stuff is going to come out and it's not over. I mean, the governor, you know, there's talk maybe that he uh, engaged in some big uh, deal with either the speaker or the, the Senate, Senate Democrats. Look, if you don't, if I resign, will you not impeach me? And Carl Hasty said he hasn't spoken to the governor since February. So, I mean, there's been no grand bargain that we know of. But the governor, uh, maybe he thought by stepping down that his problems would go away. And as I was listening to him, the only the people I feel felt most sorry for, obviously the 11 women who he victimized, but also his daughters. He mentioned his three daughters, two of whom are, are twins. And he would talk about the looks on their faces when these stories would be read or, you know, talked about on television, just the looks on their faces. I almost felt sorry for him. I felt, I feel sorry for his daughters, not so much for him. So a lot of attention will be focused on uh, Governor, Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul, who will become governor, the first female governor in New York state. She'll be sworn in in 14 days. And uh, I have a, a comment here from the leader of the Republican conference in the assembly, Will Barkley. Uh, Barkley said uh, today stepping down was inevitable, overdue, and the only path forward for Andrew Cuomo. The scandals surrounding the governor's office have generated one of the darkest periods in state history. And it's fortunate the governor finally came to the realization that his resignation is clearly the best in the best interests for New York State. What's next for Governor Cuomo remains to be seen with multiple investigations on a number of issues still active. And, you know, we have 20 million people in New York State. And I'll guarantee you, upstate New York did not elect Andrew Cuomo governor. I don't think I think he won Albany County by a fairly slim margin. I think it was like 55 to 45. 55% to 45%, but upstate went big for Molinaro. And in the last election, it went big for Astorino. It will go big again for the Republican, whoever the Republican nominee is in 2022, whether it's uh, Lee Zeldin. I think Zeldin is breaking clear of the pack right now. He's the odds on favorite to become the nominee. I don't know much about his politics. I think he's a moderate at best. He's certainly no conservative. He served in, he's in Congress. And he is going to be, I think, the Republican nominee, barring some crazy, anything can happen. I mean, a year and a half is a, is a long time in politics. It's an eternity. So there's going to be a lot of political jockeying. And I think this is the best chance for Republicans to take the governor's office. It's been the, it's probably the best chance they've had since Pataki. And uh, so we'll see what, what, what happens here. Many, a lot of civil cases may be outstanding here with, this, with the Cuomo investigations. He has not yet been criminally charged. He could be facing civil charges. And, uh, and another irony here, he lowered the bar for people to file sexual harassment claims. He signed this law in 2019. He championed this bill to lower the bar to let people uh, file sexual harassment uh, charges. And he's, I won't say he was undone by his own a legislation or one legislation that he signed, but I mean, he's a victim, another victim of the Me Too movement. He's a big backer of the Me Too. Everybody deserves to be to be believed, his lawyer said yesterday. Uh, Glavin, her name is. Everybody, male and female, should be believed. And I think she was referring to her client, Governor Cuomo. He should be believed. Yes, maybe he deserved a presumption of innocence until proven guilty. But I think where there's smoke, there's fire. In this case, I believe there's fire. Incidentally, I mentioned this a couple of nights ago, but the show never aired. Time's Up co-founder Roberta Kaplan 
resigned after the investigation. Some of the uh, details became public. She stepped down, and we also know that uh, Melissa DeRosa, the governor's former uh, top aide, she resigned as well. So the rats were jumping ship earlier this you know, Sunday and Monday, and the governor made it official today. He stepped down, and uh, that's it. I mean, that's all we can say on that. There's going to be a lot more coming down the pike in the coming days. That was a story that uh, dominated the headlines. A couple of other things I want to get to before we we close it out here is the uh, the big 60th birthday bash for former President Obama. Now, he said he was going to scale it back when when uh, news became became a public about this big birthday bash on Martha's Vineyard, and he didn't scale it back. And did you see some of the stuff? Uh, I guess it's viral. A lot of the uh, video. All these people dancing, he's dancing with all these women. That's fine. It's a birthday. I mean, he, he looks like Lou Gossett Sr., doesn't he, lately? Oh, his hair is, is white out of nowhere. That's what eight years in the White House will do. Uh, but the pictures and video, I made it clear. I mean, there were still hundreds of people. And they, there were hardly just close friends and family. It was a, it was a huge party. And it was at Martha's Vineyard because he's part of the elite. And nobody was wearing masks. Nobody I saw in this video. People dancing close. And all the usual suspects were there. The same cast of characters. Don Cheadle, who was in a lot of these Marvel movies. I don't know. He's the uh, the thin black guy. I don't, know, I don't know what what character he plays. Chrissy Teigen and John Legend, husband and wife. They were there. Alicia Keys. And they had gold napkins and invitations with 44 by 60 representing Obama being the 44th president and his 60th birthday. So it's okay for Obama and Michelle and their Marxist buddies to party unmasked. But but your kids will have to go back to school next month and they're going to have to mask up. Is that fair to you? Is that following the science? No. They skirt their own edicts, these leftists. We saw Nancy Pelosi last year wanting to get her hair done, going into a hair salon with no mask. Because she wanted to get her hair done and didn't want to wear a mask. This nitwit out in California, this Gavin Newsom, he's about to be recalled as governor of California. He and a bunch of friends, they were dining at a, some fancy restaurant, a dozen of them, nobody wearing masks. This was at the height of the pandemic. Other businesses were closed, and the ones that were open, they had to, everybody had to have masks, not him, not his people. You know why? Because these progressives think that they are better than we are. They, they're the elite, and we, the American people, are the plebes. <laughs> what more can you say about it? They think they're, they're, they're better than we are. They're not. That's about all we have time for. I didn't have a chance to get into the, uh, the other big story is this so-called infrastructure deal that Biden signed today. Multi-trillion dollars. <laughs> One-tenth of it goes to actual infrastructure, roads and bridges and, and pipes and that, those kinds of things. The rest of it is the Green New Deal and redistributing wealth redistributing wealth, I should say. It's all kinds of, we'll get into that maybe next program. It's just another boondoggle, another liberal wish list. I mean, Bernie Sanders wrote the bill in the Senate. He's the Senate, I think he's head of the Ways and Means or Budget Committee. He heads the Budget Committee, Bernie Sanders. That tells you all you need to know about this infrastructure bill, but we'll talk about it next time. And again, if you want to go to the uh, BMG Network and check out all the fine programs we have up there for you, we have this program, Pac-Man, and we also have Set Apart with Kristen Coons. We have the Ken Burns Show. We have the Ken and Mike Show. They do a Facebook Live show every Tuesday. We have uh, 
Miked Up with Mike Hansen, and our newest edition, The Adrian Ross Show. So check it out, thebmgnetwork.com. If you want to contact me directly, go to pacman, P-A-C-M-A-N, at thebmgnetwork.com, all lowercase. I'm Ted Plant again. Thanks for tuning us in, and if the Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG Studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to the bmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint. Thank you.